Three key words tonight as we look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1, especially for you children tonight, okay? And I'm hoping that as I teach the children this, maybe some of us adults will also pick up on this principle tonight, okay? Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1, And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments, the laws, which I speak in your ears this day, that ye may learn them and keep and do them. Three key words today are hear, learn, and do. Can you children do that with me, okay? Hear, put your hands up like this. Hear, learn, and do. Let's try it again. Hear, learn, and do. All right, those are the three key things in this scripture. And I'm hoping that you'll just keep going over that. Hear, learn, do. Hear, learn, do. Because as we look at the scriptures together, if you want to, if it's easier for you to kind of learn things where they all start with the same letter. So we've got listen, learn, and live. Listen, learn and live or hear learn and do those are the three words that come right out of our scripture today you see repetition is necessary for learning now deuteronomy is the giving of the law the second time that's what the book of deuteronomy is about when moses would give the law the second time and the reason why he did it is 40 years have passed Remember, they had gone through the wilderness, they came, and they saw the promised land, and they said, it's too good to be true. I can't get into the promised land. There are giants. Well, the giants were necessary to take care of all the great big grapevines until they got there. You see, people, they looked at it the wrong way. They didn't pay attention. And so what happened? They got there. They looked in the window of the promised land, and they said, I can't do this. And then God said, okay, you're not going in. And then they said, oh, we'll go in. We'll go in. And what happened at that point? God said, don't you dare try to go in because I will not give the land to you now, but I will give it to the children because the children will listen, they will take my words, and they will obey them. Now Moses is at the end of this 40-year gap. They're now looking in the windows of the promised land again. And you know what he's telling them? He said, hear, listen, learn what I'm going to tell you, and do. Can you do that with me again? Ready? Hear, learn, and do. And that's really important because God gave Israel everything they needed to enjoy blessings and to protect them from Satan's deceit. God had given Adam and Eve everything they needed to be protected from Satan's deceit. Do you know something tonight? God has given us everything we need to be protected from Satan's deceit. 
Now let's think about this for just a little bit. We're going to begin with the path of doing. This is real living. Now for Adam and Eve, think about this for just a moment. Adam and Eve, God said, I'm going to give you all the trees in the garden. You can eat of all the fruit of the trees in the garden except for one tree. Remember, what was the name of that tree? It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Excellent. God said, stay away from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now let me ask you this question. Was God withholding information? Was God withholding good from them? What was it about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And here's what God was telling them. Every day God came and he spoke with them and he was teaching them. But God said, I do not want you to learn about evil by experience. I want you to learn by being taught. And the problem that she had was, she said, Satan said, God's withholding from you. And because God's withholding from you, you need to experience this. You cannot take God's word for something. So Adam and Eve could learn from God about good and evil, or God could experience good and evil. God was giving Adam and Eve all they needed. You know, it was enough information to tell them that evil will kill you. It's enough to know evil will kill you. You know, sometimes your moms and your dads will tell you, don't do this. And inside you, there's this struggle that says, will I take mom and dad's word for this, or will I have to experience it for myself? You see, you come to the first part, and that is when you hear, when you listen. But once you listen, then you've got to decide, am I going to learn? Am I going to accept what I've heard or not? And Adam and Eve said, I don't think I can take God's word for it. I think I need to experience it. I think I need to see it. You see, God was saying, enjoy the good. Avoid the evil. And what do we know about God? God is always good. God always gives us what we need. And anything God tells you, you can take it to the bank. It's always going to be accurate. So if God says something is good, it's good. If God tells you something is bad, is evil, it's evil. And the problem comes is that as we get older, we've learned some things, but as children, often we say, well, I don't know. Do I read the Bible? Do I not read the Bible? I was talking to a young man and he told me, he said, I know the Bible says this, but is it really that bad? Well, before we would be upset with a young man that would say that, what do we recognize? That's the same lie that Satan's always been using. It's the same one, same one, same one. It's always the same. You, whatever God says, because God is good, God never withholds good from people. There's never a time when God says, oh, I don't know. God was the one who said, I want to give you the promised land. 
And they said, oh, I don't know if I can trust you, God. God says, I'll give you the whole land. And I'm not going to give you the whole land until you're ready to go into it. Otherwise, it would become overrun. It would be hard to take care of. Instead, God said, I'll keep it for you. You know, for Israel, he gave them specific guidelines to protect them from the deceit and the perversion of Satan's temptations, but Israel still had the same choice. Will I trust God and do his word, or will I learn from experience? Do I have to experience this for me to really know that it's true? And you know, it's the same way for us today. He has given us his complete word and the Holy Spirit who guides us into understanding the truth. And we have the same, we have the same choices today. We can hear, we can learn, and we can do. But we get to choose what we're going to do. Now, there is a path of life. There is a path of doing the right thing. And there is a path of destruction. Satan always tempts us that God is not trustworthy. You can't trust God's word. You need to experiment to know the truth. How will I know that I can ever get along with this other person? We first need to live together first and see if that works. Well, God says that's destructive. Satan says, oh, this is the only way to do it. How will you know? God says, take my word for it so you don't get hurt. You see, there is a path of doing, there's a path of life, and there's a path of destruction. Can you really trust God to tell you what's going to be good, or do you need to go out and try and see what's best? That's at the heart of most of our decisions every day. You see, ultimately, did Satan prove that God was trustworthy? Absolutely he did. Because Satan said, did God really say this? Did God really mean it? And what did he say? You need to experiment with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And when they experimented, what did they find? The day they ate thereof, they what? They died. The process of death began. They were separated immediately in fellowship with God, but the rest of their life was a path of death. Satan was telling them the truth. Satan's practical way of doing, experimenting, proved God to be true. The problem was it was destructive. It brought death. It was experienced. You know, the responsibility and the free choice we each possess is that we will interact with truth. It's just how are we going to learn it? How will you interact with, with truth? Some of you children, have you ever heard the term the school of hard knocks? The school of hard knocks, when someone says that, what they really are saying is, I learned by getting hit really hard. If I run really fast into that wall, what do you think is going to happen to me? I'm going to get hurt. Or Sarah could tell us, Sarah, if you get your finger caught in the door, what's going to happen? Is it going to hurt? Absolutely it's going to hurt. In fact, it could really 
damage you, couldn't it? And then you'd have to have it in a splint or something so that it doesn't get more damaged. You see, sometimes people say, well, I just have to learn it the hard way. Well, the reality is there is always a hard way to learn. It takes longer and it may leave a scar or maybe a limitation in your life to learn in the school of hard knocks. But what God says, there's also an easy way to learn from someone who has either gone through the difficulty or someone who has studied it or someone who authored it. In the case of Scripture, God is all-knowing and he tells us which way is best. Psalm 119 begins this way. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with their whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his way. Then the psalmist says, Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my heart were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. All of a sudden we begin realizing, what is God saying? He says, let me just give you all the answers to the test. Let me give you all that you need to know so that... You don't have to go through the school of hard knocks. You can test out of that university. You don't have to go through that. For blessing to come, we have to hear, we have to listen, we have to learn, and then we have to choose to do. It's true for relationships. God's word is always right. God says, children, if you obey your parents, one, it's right, and two, it will go well with you. But let me just focus on three things here. Listening requires the choice of time and attention. You have to not only show up, but you have to choose to listen. I'm, I'm positive... Our good doctor would say she has some people come to her class who do not listen. There are some people who, who choose not to really hear. What Scripture is telling us, it requires selective choosing of what not to listen to so that you can hear the things you need to listen to. There are many voices that are vying for your attention. You are bombarded with things every day, and the person speaking wants your attention. Listening is a gift that will impact your life. We go from listening, which is to have to focus on somebody's voice, to learning. Learning requires choosing what you're going to accept to hear. Learning requires thought and mental interaction. Learning is the beginning of the buy-in. 
It's the next step to listening. Learning goes from hearing to acceptance and then loading that into your mission control. What's going to operate your life? Living or doing is the free choice of the will. It's choosing to neglect whatever God's word does not say so that you do hear what God's word does say. It all begins with a choice. Hear, learn, and do. Now, possibly tonight, some of you may say, well, it's a little late for me. I've already, I already have an advanced degree in the School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> you can easily transfer into God's school of easy path rather than the hard path. You can transfer at any time. You don't have to wait to the end of the semester. You can begin listening to what God says about each area of life and just accept it. Proverbs chapter 1 verses Proverbs chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 tells you how to get more done each day, have more days to do things in and add peace into your busy schedule. He tells you how to do it. You don't have to go through the school of hard knocks to figure that one out. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 4 and 5 3 and 4 tells you how to treat people so that you can develop good relationships. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 tells you how to make good decisions. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 7 and 8 tells you how to be healthy. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 9 and 10 tells you how to be financially stable. And if you say, but I've already got all these bad habits. Proverbs chapter, uh, Psalm 119 verses 9 through 11 tells you how you can change so that you don't have to stay in the old school. How do you transfer out of the school of hard knocks into the school today? And you know what? It's the same thing that he said in Deuteronomy. He says, take heed, listen to the word of God. And with your whole heart, seek him, learn. And then he says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin. We're memorizing, we're hiding God's words in our heart, but it's more than just putting words in your heart. It is putting God's word into the mission control center. But it's a whole lot easier if you memorize Probably one of the most important things I will ever do here as a pastor is encourage you to memorize God's Word. Of all the things that you would say, well, I think, I think a pastor's role is this, I, th I think a pastor's role is this, one of the greatest things I will ever do for you is encourage you to memorize God's Word. That's the reason why we take the time and do it in a service, because there's a lot of things we could do and your time is valuable, and I respect it. So, listen, learn, and live or do your choice. Choose wisely.